What's happening, everybody? I'm Nolan Tuck. Stacy Glover. You are tuned in to Cinema Parlor. A special, special episode. So we've got a Thanksgiving treat for all you out there. We are coming to you for a special edition, and we are going to be talking about the Thanksgiving film Blood Rage. Are you excited? I'm very excited. How about yourself, man? Oh yeah. Well, what do you uh, what do you got over there? What are you drinking? A coffee stout called The Devil's Invention. Mm-hmm. This is by Four Hands Brewing Company out of St. Louis. And uh, how's it taste? Oh, it's good, man. Uh, it says best served with chocolate cake. I have you had any chocolate cake with it yet? I have not. Are um, you going to before you finish all of them? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some this maybe you know this weekend. Yeah, maybe I'll get some chocolate cake. What are you drinking, man? Well, I've got I also have a coffee stout. Oh, it's sweet. a coffee milk stout called Abracadabra from Bell's Brewing Company. Ooh, they make good stuff. Yeah, so I I've had it. It's uh, it's pretty tasty. Okay, so like what is in like a Thanksgiving day for Nolan Tuck? So, okay. you know, you got the parade going on, you got shopping, football, all these things. What what are your activities? How do you celebrate the day? Yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll sleep in a little bit. I'll get up, you know, probably around like typical 10, 10 30, somewhere okay. there. Get a little nice little day off, you know. Then I'll head over to my so parents. So, obviously, the parade is out of no, question. No parade for me. Okay. You know, I typically I'll head over to my parents probably around like 11 o'clock or so. They'll get dinner going. Uh, we usually typically eat a little later, probably around like one o'clock or so. Get the football, whatever football game's playing. We'll yeah, have it on. They start a little early on Thursdays too. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. they start around like it's, eleven a.m.? Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we eat eat like I said, typically around like one o'clock. Mm-hmm. A little bit, you know. After that, we get dig into the pies and just kind of a lazy day. Just, yeah, just enjoy each other's company and uh, you know. Sometimes in the past, I've gone out. You know, with you and done some shopping. Yeah, Black the, Friday, the man. Pre-Black Friday shopping. This year, I don't really have any plans. I don't think I'll be doing it this year. I think I'm just going to have a relaxed day and just... That sounds nice. Just take take the day off in, you know? Yeah. All right. How about you, man? Well, what, do you, what do you got going this year? Okay, well, typically, so in years past, mm-hmm. my mom's big on holidays. So yep. we got up early. We watched the full parade, like Macy's Parade. She loved it. And then, you know, we go out to my grandmother's house. My family's always been huge. Like, mm-hmm. gatherings are always big. And they're bigger now because all my siblings have tons of kids. Yeah. But, uh, so, the family stuff now that I'm adult, Thursday's not a travel day. It's a chill day. All right. Not doing any shopping this year. You know, usually I'm pretty game for that because mm-hmm. my parents instilled into me very early on because they are big on the shopping. Yeah. And they would have me go shopping with them when I was a kid because I was tall. Mm, yeah. So, like, I could grab the presents. Mm-hmm. So, they wouldn't take the other kids. They would just take me because I'm bigger. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just always enjoyed shopping with them. You're a very helpful helpful boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I like a good deal. But now, as, like, an old, you know, cranky, cynical adult, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not really game for it. You know, I might check Amazon if there's any movies or games yeah. on sale or, like, if I can get a good sound bar or something. I got a quick story. So... Okay. This this is what put me... Now, I have gone shopping on on the Thursday night before, after this incident, but it's definitely made it to where I don't want to. Anymore. Right. So, a few years back, I went with uh, you, and uh, we had an incident at the mall. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, I don't know, it was like 10, 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. somewhere there. The mall was already filled up. And uh, we were trying, driving around looking for a parking space. I saw a man get in his truck and he was going to be leaving this parking place and it was a good spot. Yeah. So I got behind him and I, you know, turned on my, my blinker, going to pull into this space. The guy notices I'm behind him and I guess he just felt like being a complete jerk off. Uh huh. And he like waited there for like a good couple minutes. Yeah. And I was... I was being patient and I yeah. was just waiting. Finally, he leaves the spot and he starts, you know, laughing and waving at me sarcastically, making fun of me because I was wanting to get a spot. Right. So I honked my horn very loudly. I was ready. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. I'm not a brawler, but I had you with me. So I was like, if this guy wants to fight, I am ready. Well, from what I recall, that dude was like, 
he was just a normal sized dude with his girlfriend and like we're not strapping men or anything but right. you know we're both over 200 pounds yeah. and this guy was being a dick he was and you know i i i, I don't get upset too often i i've seen it happen but you, i was i was you get ready to fight i had the anger in yeah. me i i was I was ready to go. You had that blood rage. I did. I honked at him real hard. I was hoping he was going to turn around, but he didn't. Yeah. Do you love that? Like, when, when you get mad, you just hope that somebody's going to do something <laughs> right. to, like, to push that button to where it makes you okay, to where you can, uh-huh. like, either say something awful that's at right. him. Just or... justify it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, that's my, that's my Black Friday, Black, I guess, Thursday night story. Yeah. So. Here's the thing. I don't like going out now. It used to be all right, like, when it was actually on the Friday and you'd, like, you know, that's fun. But now that it's, like, I think, like, some of these stores open at, like, one or two in the afternoon on Thursday. Right. It's like, no, I don't I don't want to go out that early. No. They're, you know, nothing worth it. Yep. And, you know, we got all the TVs we need right now. True. I, I don't need no deals. We're so, doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have things I need right now. So it sounds like we're both just going to enjoy the holiday this yeah, year. Yeah, and I recommend everybody should do the same. Um, everybody's making a push for online. Um, so most of these deals you could just get from your couch. Yeah. So um, do you have a favorite Thanksgiving dish? Okay. Well, let's see. I love, I'm love. i a big corn fan, so I love that. She also in the past past makes like a a corn... Um, I don't, it, don't want to call it a casserole because it's really not, but it's like corn mixed with like cornbread type thing i don't know how to explain it but it's so tasty like would you say it's kind of a casserole yeah but it's you know you get like <laughs> for me anyway like a casserole is like a it's a nasty word i don't like why is I don't casserole like a nasty casserole. word hold you're on like, hold on the do you, okay so like a tuna noodle casserole yeah that's a nasty that you that, don't like that, that sounds bad to me like wait it sounds to, bad so you've never had it i probably never. i'm not a big like just strip tuna fan i mean I'm just saying, like, well, okay. uh, when you what? add the word casserole, it's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you don't know about the word casserole because it, it implies that there's mixed ingredients. Yeah, I don't know what's in there. Like a proprietary blend. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah, it scares me a little bit. Okay. So, so I, yeah, I'm hesitant to call it. So what you call casserole. it is, what do you call it then? I don't is know. Is it just corn and cornbread with cream? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Just a corn dish. How about that? A corn dish. Yeah. Okay. So your mother makes a great corn dish. Yeah. And I, I, I that, that's one of my faves. And I love, like, I love bread. So like I could yeah. just eat hot rolls. Do, do they do like homemade or do they get like a really good brand? Usually. Okay. So my grandma does make hot rolls. So we do that mm-hmm. some years. Some years we go to <laughs> we go to like Golden Corral because they make awesome. Hot they do rolls, make good rolls, and we'll just buy like a couple dozen of those. And people just unjustly on for shit days. on Golden Corral. Yeah, their their rolls are good, and yeah. the little honey butter. Yeah. Um, and then like what we might do this year, there's also like a a brand that's really good called Sister Schubert rolls. Hmm. You can get those at the store, and uh, they're really easy. You just pop them in the oven, and they're quite fluffy and tasty. Nice. So yeah. What about you, man? Well, okay, so on your bread, are you are you a dipper or do you like the sweet? Ooh, uh like do you dip it in the taters and gravy? I like if I'm doing okay, yeah. I, I like the honey butter on the roll. Okay. Yeah, that's the way I would So you're sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. But I eat it with the meal still. Like, yeah. Yeah, but uh that's the way I that's the way I like but it. Honey and bread, that's a mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good mix. Uh I mean for me, man, like turkey obviously. Right. But uh, I'm also a big fan of like, I I'm so boring and plain. I guess I like like these creamy whipped mashed potatoes. Okay. You know my aunt makes uh, really good mashed potatoes. Nice. And I dig those for the Thanksgiving. Um, man, outside of that, I mean, I'll eat just about anything. Uh, if you get like a potato product and put some cheese in there, nice. Like that, that's a good mix. Are you a sweet potato fan? I do like sweet potatoes. I don't like. I don't like the, I know you hate this word, like the casseroles with the sweet potatoes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like the sweet stuff on the sweet potato. So you're not into that, like the marshmallows? Yeah, I don't like the marshmallows okay. on top. So you just like, you just like a sweet potato. I don't even like, like if you're going to load a sweet potato, I don't like it with like the brown sugar and all the glaze oh, and man. stuff. Okay. It's like just butter, make it normal. You just want it regular. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, one more question here on your turkey. Are you a white meat, dark meat, or mixed? I, I mean mix, but I I like dark meat. You know, yes. I, I like that it's kind of got a saltier taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's more flavorful. I'm, a, I'm the same way. Dark meat all the way. Yeah. I get grumpy if I don't, you know, if I was like, if someone at my Thanksgiving, like, just decide to steal all the dark meat, I like, don't know if I could eat the turkey. Like, say you get there... 20 minutes after the meal starts, mm-hmm. the only turkey that is left is like big chunks of white. I don't know if I... I, I may just eat the sides. <laughs> so you would forego to- turkey completely if it's not dark meat. Yeah. So you're dark all the way, only dark. Yep. All right. <laughs> what about uh, leftovers? Do you do leftovers? Do you take excess turkey and make sandwiches? Yeah, so in the past, you know, I've... Uh, in the, when I lived with my parents, uh, yeah, leftovers, like, for, like, a week straight, which oh, is awesome, yeah. you know. Now, since, you know, I don't live with them anymore, um, my mom will give me food, so, I mean, I will have leftovers, just not as much as, you know, I would have back in the day. Right. But, uh, yeah, also, you know, I like, how I like to do it is, I'm, I don't know if this is weird or not, I like to, like, get rolls and then turkey and make a little turkey roll sandwich. So you do like a slider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. And, you know, have you put some, cheese like, on it or you do nope, honey? Neither. Just neither? plain. Just plain? Yep. And just some bread and meat. And hopefully I have some like that corn stuff on the side. Okay. The corn dish. The casserole. The dish. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to get into this uh, wonderful Thanksgiving film we got? Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. So, 1987s? Yeah, okay. So, weird thing about this movie. It was filmed in 1983, but it didn't get released until 1987. Okay. And I believe it has like three or four different titles, but the VHS title when it was released was Blood Rage. All right. So, I think that's how it became most popular here. So, 1987 is what we're calling it, Blood Rage. This is directed by John Grismer. Uh... And uh, let me read a quick synopsis here. In 1974, Terry commits a murder and pins it on his twin brother, Todd. Ten years later, Todd escapes from a mental institution on the same day as Terry's murderous instincts resurface. That is the movie. That is the movie. So this John Grismer fellow, he only did one other movie before this. Yeah. uh, Called Scapple. Yes. So, and it's on Amazon, I think, if anybody wants to watch it. Yeah, so he made that, I think he made that in 1977 is when yeah. it came out, Scalpel. And um, I haven't seen the movie, but I really want to. Uh, Arrow Arrow has put not only Blood Rage, but it put Scalpel out on Blu-ray as well. And it's one I would like to pick up someday, because I hear it's a pretty good movie. And yeah, it like you said, it's on Amazon as well. So, yeah, uh, this guy uh, only made the two films, so Blood Rage did him in, I guess. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you got to think, like, it was sitting on the shelf for, what, four years? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, he he waited six years, got Blood Rage, and then it never came out, and then it's kind of a cult classic now, isn't it? Kind of a, uh, uh, a cult Thanksgiving movie that's been... You know, known throughout the film circuits. Like, yeah, it people seems really like enjoy it's, uh, it for this it, time of year. Yeah, it seems like it's been picking up steam as far as like a following goes over the last, you know, five years. Yeah, and it always helps when, uh, you know, a good label like Arrow puts it out on Blu ray, um, <clears throat> gives it um, a, more people a chance to see it and to gravitate towards it. So yeah. that's always a good thing, too. Um, all right, let's see your initial thoughts on the I, film. I think it holds up, man. Um, so, okay. I think an important thing about this movie is when it was made versus when it comes out. 1983. At that time, you were at the tail end of that initial slasher craze. Because that was really strong from like, what, 80 to 82, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? Right. So this was like right on the tail end. Um, It does hit a lot of notes that, you know, Halloween does. It's, you know, on a holiday. You have a, a doctor... You know, a child killing starts off the movie. Right. Uh, so it, it is very similar to that old style. Uh, a lot of the, the clothes, uh, the things that, you know, people are doing, a lot of it feels early 80s. And it, it's weird that there's such a change in four years as far as culture goes. But I feel like 
when this came out in 1987, it was probably dated. Yeah. Because by that point, and we have the benefit of seeing it so many years later mm-hmm. that the dating of it... Like, it doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter. You see it all through the same yeah. you know, spectrum. Um, but back then, you can imagine it's probably kind of weird because... Your horror movies that were coming out, like, the slasher phase was done. Yeah. You were really into just those franchise slashers. So, I believe the same year that this came out was Nightmare 3. Okay. So, like, Freddy was the big deal. Jason was kind of, like, coming into the slump of his series. Um, By that point, you would have had, I think, Part 6 would have just came out. 7 probably would have been coming out soon. Yeah. So, you're coming to the tail end. You got Zombie Jason going. Uh, Psycho 2 was a big slasher that came out around that time. Um, but other than that, like, horror was kind of moving off into different directions. You know, you had a lot of body horror coming up, um, you know, with Cronenberg uh, films. You had, um, you know, a lot of Stephen King adaptations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some, like, gothic revisitings, you know, with The Bride and things like that. Um, the vampire movies, you know, that came out, I think, all in 86. Sure. So... You know, horror movies were doing different things. That, you know, when Blood Rage came out, it was kind of behind on the times. Yeah. And let's be honest, it's it's a very strange movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the movie quite a bit as well, but uh, this is it, it definitely has that cult vibe to it. Um, a lot of kind of offbeat humor, a lot of offbeat acting. Not saying this is bad, by the way. It's just, you know, and you have like a very gory movie now i don't know what it how it played you know i know there's a few different versions of the movie like you already said not typical fare yeah seeing this do you think it's shocking like seeing like how much gore is in this movie versus like what we were getting at the time from like you know those other franchises well yeah like all the friday the 13th movies are heavily edited and they've never restored those films to what they were meant to be so like, seeing this compared to one of those, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, I mean, in this movie, I mean, you see a dude's arm get chopped off. You see blows to the head, blows you to the neck. You see gray matter. You see a girl's body that's chopped in half. Uh, yeah, you see gray matter. Uh, a lot of a lot of crazy gore effects yeah. here. A lot of, yeah. And uh, it's not cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's not cranberry sauce. All right, man, so let's, let's get into it. Uh, the movie opens up. You, you get this uh, wonderful, like, flashback. It's at a drive-in theater. And, uh, you know, it's these kids hooking up. You know, high schoolers, I assume. Or yep. who knows? Everybody looks like they're in their 40s. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we'll assume it's high schoolers since they're at a drive-in. Yeah. And then you get these uh, kids, you know, walking around, which is the twin brothers and stuff. And uh, you get a murder. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, we don't want to forget this. There is a cameo. By a very young Ted Raimi. That's right. I believe he's 19. His first appearance. Selling condoms at the drive-in. That's which, right. Which, that is an honorable profession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, these kids... Yeah, we see these two twins. Uh, I would guess they're probably, what, you know, 7 to 10 somewhere? Um, get, I, I think, Does like, it say their exact Well, age? if it's 10 years later, I think that they're in college. So, I have to imagine okay, they're, so like, maybe, 12. maybe 10 to 12. 12. Okay, somewhere in there. So, yeah, uh, and one of the boys, you know, sees, uh, you know, this this couple uh, getting down, having some sexual relations in uh-huh. the car, and, uh, you know, he's heavily affected by it, and, uh, you know, he does some murdering. What, what do you think about them relations in the car? They were not being secretive. No, man. That was, like, full-on full porno. It was, it was full-on, and uh, so... I don't, I don't think... Uh... I don't think uh, you do that at a drive-in. Yeah, I mean, in front of God and everyone. Yeah. You know? And so the boy's like, no, this will not stand. Uh-huh. So he kills the guy. And the girl gets out and she runs away. Just full on nude. Just straight out there. Yeah. I don't know what happens to her. Hopefully she's, you know, found some clothes. Hopefully. But, um... So, yeah, <laughs> kills him with the hatchet. Yeah. Um... Those wounds on his face are pretty gnarly. Yeah, he he really uh, jacks his face up, man. Yeah, and you get to see him. I I think the effects in this film are actually pretty decent. Some of them are silly, and they don't have like the uh, they don't have the seriousness of like a, a Sabini, you know. Right. Like his effects work in like the burning or the prowler, mm-hmm. you know, because his stuff seems uh, much more geared toward realism. Yeah. 
And this kind of has, uh, there's some fantastical elements to the gore here, but it doesn't look bad. No, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know, the guy's face is pretty, pretty messed up. And, uh, you know, what happens then is, uh, you know, when the kid, the, the, the twin that did it goes over to his brother and he like, uh, puts the axe in his hands. Yeah. It gives him the hatchet, rubs blood on wipes him. Wipes the blood off him, wipes it on his face. And he's like, you know, the he crowd of people show yeah. up. He's like, he did it. He did it, man. Yeah. And so, uh. We move on, like you said, 10 years later. Yeah, so we get this, like, flash forward, and we get this really garbage scene where <laughs> I... I some, some strange voiceover? Yeah, I hate it when movies do this, where you get a voiceover, and it doesn't flow with the movie, and it's this doctor that's explaining everything to the audience, like, as if you didn't just know what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I, I don't know, I just think it's lazy storytelling, I, I hate it when movies do that. But um, out of this scene, you do, do get something awesome in that um, Maddie, uh, Todd's mother, comes to visit and she gives him some pie. Played by Luis Lasser, yeah. by the way. So um, we, we talked about the actress for a bit. Luis Lasser, uh, she was famously in uh, Woody Allen films uh, early on. She oh, was yeah. married to him yep. for a while. Um, in the like early early seventies, and uh, then Todd slash Terry is played by Mark Soper, who it seems like his most um, his biggest thing other than this is it, he had like an eleven episode run on Knots Landing. I believe you're failing to mention he was in the Great Swordfish. No, no, no. <laughs> the movie Swordfish, right? Yes. Okay, you said Great Swordfish. Somebody might get confused and think there's a film called Great Swordfish. It should have been called Great Swordfish. That is a terrible movie. <laughs> what what is, what is his part in Swordfish? Uh, give me one second. Um, I'm gonna. Find You're not it gonna right find now. it in the credits because uh, it's like a um, bit part. Um, um, it, it's a nothing thing. Look, keep talking. Anyways, so Mark Soper plays Todd and Terry. And I think he is fantastic in this movie. I I think that his scene chewery is very fun, and he's one of the funner slashers. So, we get this scene where Todd has presented this pumpkin pie, and you'll notice I'm still talking, and he still hasn't found what part he's hey, played in Swordfish. guess what? I found it. Okay. Mark Soper, FBI geek in Swordfish. All right, there you go. Starring role in Swordfish. Continue. Anyways, so what do you think of this scene of him taking this pie and squishing it in his hand? Oh, yeah. And throwing it on the wall. That was nasty stuff. It was pretty gross. I saw him do that, and I was like, what is happening? And you're like, it's pumpkin pie. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, I I have a good note. Something we should talk about. Um, the music in this movie, I think, is pretty stellar. Yeah. It's a good uh, good score, man. It gets you pumped up. Yeah, I as far as like uh, slasher film scores, I think it's pretty decent. It's a nice synth score. Um, it's got that pounding, you know, bass. I like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I believe. Um, I just want to give a shout out to <clears throat> the composer Richard Einhorn. All right, nice. So yeah, good job, Richard. Sick score, man. Um, I also have a note in here. Terry slash Todd looks like Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um All right. So, she visits him at the uh, you know, psychiatric ward. The doctor has these feelings that maybe, you know, Todd isn't guilty of the murders and stuff and yep. they think that Terry's the real killer. So then you're introduced to Terry and his college buds. Yeah, we get introduced to them playing a game of football. Yeah. Outside. Which how the, that's like the most Thanksgiving activity, right? Is like yeah. playing a game of catch with the football outside. Yeah, I did that a lot with my cousins. Yeah, I, I did that with, uh, you know, my brother and dad, mm-hmm. and, you know, nephews. Yeah, so they're having a good time. You yeah. Know? Give, you know, giving each other a hard time, you know, catching the old pigskin. What do you think of the wardrobe in this film? Oh, good stuff, man. A lot of good shorts. Yeah, good shorts, good like, you know, very solid early 80s, you know, good looking collared shirts. Yeah. And, some tanks and tees. A lot of Nike wear. Yeah, Nike wear for sure. A lot Good, of branding. Some really tight uh, kicks. Yeah, yeah for oh, sure. Yeah. So, you introduce them, and then 
you go to this apartment complex where the rest of the film takes place. All the action is there. And you find out that Maddie, Todd and Terry's mom, is dating the apartment manager. Yes. And they're having Thanksgiving dinner together. And they announce their engagement. Now, in this scene, I was very distracted by Maddie's dress. I think it is a very inappropriate dress to wear to Thanksgiving dinner. So it is this like beigey, peachy looking dress that looks like very old fashioned and kind of gross. Nasty color. Like maybe it should have been covered in mothballs. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. It's really low cut and her boobs are pushed up really high. A lot of weird pushed up cleavage. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just right there, right in your face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't ignore it. No, it's, 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 it's there. prevalent. Yep. So you have this Thanksgiving scene and they discover during this, um, I believe the hospital calls and they let him know that Todd, the non-psychotic brother who was locked up is free. He's and escaped. He's escaped. He's running free. Myers style. Yeah. This movie does a lot of the Halloween stuff, but really dumb. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, ah, oh, freaking out that, you know, Todd's, you know, out. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you said a thing from the synopsis that Todd's escape coincides with um, Terry snapping again. So, yep. do you think that Terry snaps because of the engagement to his mother, um, you know, this dude, or do you think it's because Todd escaped and he has this feeling of, like, I can do this and get away with this again because I have a scapegoat? Can I say a little of both? You think it's both? But I'm going to say, I'm going to say more so the engagement. Okay. So you think he would have killed everybody regardless of Todd being there. I do. Because as we've come to find out, this guy, <clears throat> he's not too fond of sexual engagements. That's true. And, you know, what happens when, you know, a man and a woman, you know, are going to get married? I think sexual relations might happen. That's what happens? I think so. <laughs> and I think he's a little upset about this. Never before. Not never before. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, when when she announces this, uh -huh. you know, he's got that knife in his hand. And yeah. he's like, oh yeah, congratulations. What do you think of the, um, so the movie does the thing where it, it lays out everything from the very beginning. Yeah. There is no mystery on which brother is, you know, bad. Yep. There is no mystery on, you know, mistaken identity or anything like that. They always keep it clear, you know, between Todd and Terry, who's doing what. There's no mystery to it. What do you think of that decision? Do I you liked think it. it. It didn't bother me at all. And I think what's kind of fun with it is, even though there's no mystery... You know, it's the same actor. So really, the only way you can tell them apart is how they their hair is done and the, the outfit they wear. Well, and the acting. And acting, yeah. I mean, this, this he does a good job. But <clears throat> I think um, to actually pay attention and think about, at least for me, I had to like, okay, at the first, you know, the first bit of the movie, I'm like, this guy is Todd, mm -hmm. and the other one is what was the other Terry. Terry. So it actually played with me a little bit, trying to keep them straight. So like. That kind of even made it a little more engaging for me. But, like, I, it didn't bother me that I already knew which one was the killer. So you don't see that as a missed opportunity. No, I was fine with it. Okay. What about you? Oh, no, no. I just thought that I'm surprised that they didn't go that route, I guess. Sure. Well, and... and because a lot of these movies do kind of play on, like, the like the Agatha Christie yeah, you know, whodunit. The, the mystery is a big part of, uh, of the movies, a lot of these movies. But I like that this one didn't. Yeah, okay. No, and, and it is fun, and you get this wonderful dual performance, you know, from Mark Soper, so... Yeah, and he, he plays both characters really well. Yeah, there's definitely a distinction between them both, and mm -hmm. it... Yeah, Terry's just a really fun character. He's out of control. Yeah. Um. After that, it, and this movie doesn't really... Like, the pace is so fast... You get right off yeah. to killing this, this, right from the beginning. This movie, like, it goes by super fast. It's only 84 minutes long to begin with. But, like, you know, once once Terry kind of loses it, uh -huh. like, it's, it's boom, just constant. boom, boom, you know, yeah. So, after Thanksgiving dinner, the doctor and her weird assistant, with Jamie, is that the dude's name? Yes, I believe um, that's right. So, they show up to, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. There's like, hey, Todd's escaped. We're going to go find him. 
Nobody thinks, like, we're going to call the police or anything like that. It's just, like, this lady doctor and her manservant are going to go find him. So, they both split up to go find the would-be killer, Todd. Yes. And the killings start happening. You get this wonderful... The first kill, you know, in the modern time, is the apartment manager, the the engaged, his soon-to-be daddy. Yep. What do you think of this kill, man? <laughs> well, we get to see... The hand get cut off. The hand get cut off, which is great. Yeah. You just see Terry comes in and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? You know, he's like, you know, buddy, buddy to him. And like all of a sudden he just pulls out his big machete and he just chops that arm right off. Yeah. What do you think of that hand playing with the beer on the ground? Oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah, he has a beer in his hand. Yeah. (laughs) Good like animatronics type stuff going on there. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Could have been know. a hand through the floor. I don't know. That's true. Who it knows? Was, it was fun, though. And you see, like, it crinkle up the beer can. Beer, yeah. You know, going all over the place. And just blood spurting out the arm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it was a good start. Yeah, Mandy having... Okay. <laughs> so, a note I have here. Maddie... Maddie is freaking out through the whole film. Definitely having, like, a, a really bad night. She keeps, like, trying to call her boyfriend... And just keeps failing. So, like, she's just drinking bottles and bottles of wine from what it looks and like and cleaning. What's funny and weird is, like, he's in the same area. Right. Like, she could just go find to see him, him. But she, instead, she just keeps calling him. And he, she, he won't answer. And she's just like, you know, if you're so upset. Why don't you just kind of try to go look for him? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, there's this wonderful cutaway... To where she is sitting on the kitchen floor yep. with leftovers out yeah. with the fridge wide open just going to town on them. Yeah, a big bowl of... Just stress eating. A, a, a huge bowl of green beans. And I thought it was macaroni. Uh-huh. I, I can't, you know, yellow. Yeah. And she's eating that dish with a spoon uh-huh. while grabbing the green beans with her fingers yeah. and just like stuffing her hand down in there and just munching away. At both things at how, the same time. How does this scene compare to uh, like Rooney Mara's pie eating and ghost stories for you? Man. <laughs> like they're very similar, right? Like yeah, I you, mean, you have the same feelings? They, they're, a lot, they're, a lot they're, of feelings of grief. You know, both ladies are definitely going through a bad time. Yeah. Obviously. But, um, you know, <laughs> rough day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that scene's uh, out of control. Um, so... So they split up. He kills uh, Jamie, the stoner guy that's supposed to bring him in. Because a gimmick that happens throughout the movie is people get confused to who Todd and Terry are. Like, which one's which. Right. So, you know, the guy's like, oh. Like, I guess he doesn't even get confused. Nobody knows that Terry's the killer. I, I, I guess I may have just misspoke. That is a thing that happens. But it, no, it's not true. really relevant here. So, Terry, like, uh, the the guy, Jamie, tells him about his theory for, yeah, the doctor thinks that he didn't even kill the person. Yeah. So then Todd's just like, or Terry's just like, hey, I'm going to stab you now. And just. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that seems awesome. Yeah. And then he chases the doctor, which, from what we know, the doctor has the gun. Yes. And he comes up to the doctor in the woods and, and I feel like a, it's, it's forever. It's a, and it's also it's not a real gun, right? It's like a, it's tranquil, a tranquilizer. tranquilizer. I can't say that word. Sorry. Yeah, that type of gun. And uh, it is a it, it it it's it's a good good scene. Here's another thing that I think is very inconsistent in the movie. So you find the apartment manager before he gets his hand cut off. Um, he is playing with a snub nose that he pulls out of his desk. Right. Right. Yep. So after um. Terry kills him. Mm-hmm. He takes the gun. Yeah. But later... It, it keeps appearing in different spots. Right. Because... It doesn't make sense. Maddie ends up with it later. Yeah, but how? I don't know. Okay, so... But... Let, let's thing, try to figure this out. Okay. The only thing I can think of is how she gets it. Maybe it was... Like, I don't want to say the movie did something, you know, that it messed up. But she goes and finds brad's body her, her right fiance's so the way the movie plays out you're to assume that she would take the gun from that area but the gun's not there okay because terry takes it 
Right. So Terry takes the gun. Next thing he does is he kills Jamie very mm-hmm. quickly. And then he goes after the doctor in the woods. So the doctor has her trank gun. Yep. And she doesn't pull it on him for whatever reason. Yep. Like, she notices him probably, like, 20 yards away. Yep. Like, it's a long, like, moment of her, like, <gasps> gasping and, like, oh, my God, it's you. So then it cuts to this, like, silly thing of her cut in half. Mm-hmm. Wiggling around, how did he cut her in half? I wish I knew. Like, <laughs> how with the machete cleaved her right in half? I guess um, it probably would, it would have taken a lot of work. It would have taken a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So he does that. <laughs> She's just like wiggling on the ground. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then by this point, um, he starts going after his friends. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Todd, you know, gets into the picture and, you know, he finds the doctor, which that is the location of the gun because Todd picks up the gun. Yep. And he takes it with him. Yes. He has the tranquilizer. I can't see No, he has a stub nose. Oh, he has the stub nose? Yeah. I'm so confused right now. Because he pulls it on the guy to make him take him to uh, Terry. Remember? Craziness. He has the gun. Yeah. So... Because here's the thing that you're not thinking of. Mm-hmm. There's multiple guns, but it's the same gun that they keep showing. <laughs> Touche. Okay. So, so uh, Todd discovers the doctor and he's upset because she's the only person that believed him. He takes the gun that Terry dropped. So now we know the geography of where the gun is. Todd has it at this moment. So we go in to the friends and stuff. Um, at this point, Terry is back with his friends hanging out. He's kind of like fucking around, having a good time, um, not drinking, but you know, he wants to see what's on the tube with that one, uh, so he goes over promiscuous girl. He goes over to her house or not her house, but she's, she's like, you find out she's babysitting. Yeah. And he goes over there and you know, she is obviously into him. Uh huh. She wants to mess around. That shirt is see-through. Yeah. She is, she's basically throwing herself to him. Uh huh. He's not interested. No. He wants to watch some TV. Right. And... That couple comes yeah. home. What um, What are your thoughts on that couple? So, okay. This lady is trying to find a baby daddy. Yeah. The guy she's with is... He was... I mean, obviously. He was out of her league. Now, I'm not saying she's wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. You said he is out of her she, okay, league. Okay, I meant that the other way around. She... Is out of his league. Right. He outkicked his coverage. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I'm not saying like, she's the most gorgeous woman in the world, but this guy, like, he look, he's like Mr. Rogers, except no personality and he, like, bad face. Just all, all the way around. Just, Liqueur. Yeah. I mean, he was bad. Yeah. He didn't know how to drink. No, but you know, she did like, she made him pay the babysitter $10. Yeah. So, I mean, she was like, and she later tells the, like the baby obviously doesn't know what she's talking about, but she tells the baby, she's like, we going to find us a, a baby daddy, you know, a rich, a, a rich guy, a rich guy. He's going to help us out. Yeah. So she gets into a red number. Mm-hmm. She does. And then Terry visits the house. <laughs> yeah. Terry does visit the house. And she finds uh, baby daddy's head. Yep. In the doorway. Yep. Opens that door. What do you think of that uh, head sculpt? It looked pretty good. It did look good. That's a good kill. I'm, like you said earlier, man, I was, I'm pretty impressed with the gore effects in this movie. Yeah. So it chases her around. And they kind of cut. They don't show how she dies, right? No. Yep. They cut. They, they do that a few times in the movie, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, you don't see everything. But yeah, they, they definitely cut. So you don't know exactly what quite happens to her. I mean, we see a little later, but yeah. Yeah. So we get that happening. So also at the same time, you know, Karen. Should, yeah. Um, his would be kind of um estranged girlfriend. Yeah. Goes to his house because she wants to have sex with Terry. Right. And she meets Todd. Yeah. Who's like being a weirdo. Yeah. Todd's there. She thinks he's Terry. Uh huh. And at first she's like, Todd, are you high? Yeah. Because she's like, you always look different when you're high you're always quiet quiet when you're, when high. you're high that's what it is yeah and you know they have a 
conversation for a few minutes, and, like, she basically tells Todd, who she thinks is Terry, it's like, uh, I want to bone you. Uh-huh. And, you know, Todd is like, ooh, okay, I've never kissed a girl before. Yeah. And at this point, like, he kind of, he was, like, in the shadows, I guess, a little bit. He walks forward, and when he says that... Well, he says who he is first. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's like, Todd. I'm not Terry, I'm Todd. And uh, then, you know, she gets pretty freaked out there. And he's Runs like, away. I've never kissed a girl before. And she gets out of there. Yeah. So this is where all the friends meet up. And Terry tells all of them to, hey, my crazy brother's out there. So you guys all need to get inside or whatever. And we're going to go find him and mm -hmm. stuff. So everybody kind of buzzes off. They go to that party girl's house. Yeah. And they start playing Atari. Yeah, they're playing a, uh, I think it's some kind of racing game. Yeah, some mm -hmm. kind of bad looking racing game. Yeah. They're having parties. Um, yeah. One the jock dude, he, he quits playing and wants to hook up with the skanky girl. I say skanky, I shouldn't judge. You know, she's probably really nice. She might be nice. but no, she's, Nothing wrong with trying to get your nut. She's definitely, you know... Promiscuous. Yeah, exactly. So they they kind of go off and do their own thing. There's a fun little little bit where With tease of scares. Yeah, they they go upstairs and the other two now are playing the Atari, and then they hear like a scream or something like what's that? They go upstairs and the other two couple had like put fake makeup uh, on their you know bodies, acting like yeah. they've been killed, and the other two are freaking out, and then they're like, ha ha, we got you guys. Oh, so intercut with all this stuff, Maddie, the mom, her mental state is deteriorating Ooh, it is man there Jeez. is a sequence where she is on the telephone yep. talking to the operator and she's like yelling at the operator mm -hmm. but then she starts talking to the operators and it we're not led to believe this is the operator the audience isn't we're led to believe that she got on the line with somebody that's gonna help her or right. something yeah and she tells them the story about how she brings pumpkin pie to um Todd, yeah. you know, every Thanksgiving and she wraps it in a box and goes into all this minute detail and she is like trying to act her heart out, man. Yeah. And it's just not working. Yeah. And, and you, you come to find out it's the operator and then she just has a meltdown. Yeah. She and just starts freaking out. She's freaking out. She's she's like poured almost a whole like if not half, two thirds of a bottle of wine into a glass like a big glass. Yeah. She's she's just like a drunken hot mess yeah. at this point. Yeah, she's having a breakdown, like a bad Thanksgiving night. And like, she's doing weird stuff, man. She's like, you know, doing weird vacuuming in the in the middle of the night, uh -huh. like under her, she's trying to fit a vacuum under her bed and try to like vacuum under that. I was like, what are you doing? You already had a breakdown of like eating all the food from on the right. floor from the fridge. Now you're trying to vacuum under your bed. Obviously, she's not stable. She is She's not all there. But we get this nice scene where uh, Todd does come home and he finds his mother kind of passed out and he carries her to bed. Yep. And, you know, they have this like nice sweet moment, but she thinks that it's Terry. Um, you know, and then like, you know, that ends there. We'll, we'll revisit that a little bit it later. It was a sweet moment. So, man, yeah, her acting is, uh, it's a little too much maybe. Yeah. For this type of movie. Yeah. Like, it, it just seems... I you know in any type of movie it would be silly. It, it's not, you know, <laughs> bless her heart. That's what they say when like dig on somebody, but then you want to say a nice thing, right? Yeah. Bless their heart. Hey, she was giving it her all. Yeah, I'll give her that. Right. So then we get into uh, you know the fun killing of friends, uh, and it kind of like draws out you know for a while. We get uh, yeah. a bunch of playful scenes, a lot of near like killings mm -hmm. but eventually the the jock and the uh more promiscuous girl they finally get it because they're getting it on in the apartment swimming yeah. pool so they're outside they like decide to like leave the house because they're like you guys are bummers uh-huh not having fun with us so they go out and i guess fun for them is playing tennis right mm. so so they're having a tennis a like little tennis match between each other then uh after that they lay down, like, he's down on the tennis court or something, and and uh, she comes up to him, and he's, you know, tries to make a move on her. Yeah, well, we get this intense music, and you see that Terry's watching, and yeah. you think, like, oh, they're split up. Maybe he's going to go kill him, but yeah, no, they, it kind of drags out. They lose a tennis ball, and, like, all of a sudden, the ball comes, you know, throws back in out of nowhere, and then uh, he's 
sees her and he's like, uh, thanks for the tennis ball. And she's like, I didn't get the ball. And he's like, whatever. And then, yeah, he's like, uh, let's do this thing. And she's like, not here. Mm-hmm. So then we get a scene next where they are in... Like in a, the nude. In the nude on a diving board. Yeah. This is the first sex scene I can say that I've ever seen on a diving board. Mm. What about you? I mean, probably. I, nothing springs to mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. And he's just like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And then freaking cuts him. Yeah, he's like, I do not like seeing sexual relations, no. obviously. So, yeah, he takes them both out. And uh, that's that for those two. Yeah. So then um, he runs into the um, his would-be girlfriend and his best friend. I forgot that dude's name. But um, <laughs> so they, they run into each other on the platform thing. And he's like, hey, you know, you guys got to get out of here because my crazy brother and stuff. Yeah. And he ends up splitting up with his, like, friend. He, he goes with him. And they find, like, these this bag of weapons and yeah, he like takes a a, a fork, like yep. a, a barbecue fork, and stabs Kinda him in like the a, neck. I guess with a it. skewer type thing. Yeah. Oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, before this, he goes off with his girlfriend to the house. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the friend gets into the car. I I'm sorry. I my apologies because this is very important to the geography of the gun. Yeah. So, um, they split up. And they go to his house to go make out, right? Yeah, that's right. And then his friend goes to the car, and then Todd comes up with the gun yeah. in the car, and he's like, hey, you're friends with Terry. You're going to take me to Terry. Yeah. And the guy's like, all right, man, not a problem. You're mm-hmm. a crazy guy. Let's go. Yeah. So he takes him to the house, and at this point, you know, uh, the brothers see each other. Yeah. But uh, Todd can't shoot him. No. He just drops the gun and runs away. I, I assume they don't show him dropping the gun, but as he's running away, he's running away in a flaily type way, and it doesn't look like there's anything in his hands. Right. Yeah. What also is interesting about this scene, too, is <clears throat> when he's. Uh, uh, Terry is making out with his girlfriend. That's the first time we see him, like, actually interested in a in a lady like i think he's I'm, more interested in pulling cushions off that couch well, he, How well, many he cushions? Pulled, i think there was like four yeah like one yeah one two three yeah i think there was like four cushions each time he pulled one back it's kind of funny it makes it look like he's like maybe there's like a machete or a knife he's going for like, like almost but he why, just pulls cushions back. why would he pull the cushions off yeah i don't know man i don't know weird. it was weird but yeah so you know, he actually shows some sort of, you know, emotion towards her. Yeah. It doesn't last long. <laughs> so so that's the point to where they, they split up and, you know, he kills his friend with the barbecue fork. Yep. And then she comes up after he does that and he, he's holding the machete, you know, not cranberry sauce. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's used a couple, couple times in the film. Yeah. Great line. It is a good line. And she's like, what are you doing? You're covered in blood. And he's like, oh, this is Todd's. And mm-hmm. then he just swings at her. Yeah. And you get this wonderful chase that's kind of like a, um, it, kind of like the Halloween style type. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the good music. But during this whole time, uh, Terry is just kind of quipping. Yeah. <laughs> it's just being hilarious. <laughs> he's just having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So he's and we go through like a, a few different set pieces of, the, of of them chasing each other. Yeah, it, it is very like Halloween style. Mm-hmm. Like she keeps finding bodies. Yeah. You get this moment to where so earlier in the film, um, after the woods, when uh, Todd comes out, you get this great scene where um, Todd comes out of the woods and there's a little girl there looking for her cat, and Todd is like, hey. There's a dangerous guy out here. Um, you need to go home, lock your door, and don't open it for anybody. Mm-hmm. And we get this wonderful payoff to that scene that happened probably 40 minutes earlier um, during this chase. So you get the Halloween thing where you know she's going around door to door, banging on him, looking for help. And 
you know, she finds this girl's house and knocks on the door, and the girl's like, I can't let you in. And the girl's like, no, I'm a friend of your neighbor's. You have to let me in. She's like, no, you're a stranger, and you're going to hurt my cat. That's right. So, yeah, it just... A lot of the stuff during this chase is kind of played for laughs. Yeah. Like, Terry's acting is hilarious. Yeah, and we actually see this little girl early in, earlier in the film, and she's out, like, in the woods, uh, kind of close to the same area where... The doctor lady had been cut in half. Right. And she was out looking for a cat then. Yeah. Yeah. Good playback. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good callback. So, anyways, um, Karen, the girlfriend, she ends up uh, in the house that, uh, you know, with the couple, with the baby. And she ends up, like, taking the baby. And every time that you find a body, it's not done, like, in the Halloween style of, like, stumble upon a body and, like, you know, and, you know, yep. what's happened in this is Terry is usually with the body, manipulating it in some way. <laughs> so he'll, like, have a body and it's, like, waving arms. Or, yep. like, in this case, you know, he was with the lady in the red number pulling a machete out of her yep, chest. Just a big hole in her chest. Yeah, playing with that hole. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you're no fun. And yep. Then later, you know, it, it goes back, like, so... You know, I'm getting, I don't think I'm getting ahead, but after this, you know, we finally get, like, the last set piece goes back to the pool uh-huh. area, and, you know, he keeps chasing her in there, and uh, she kind of hides out in the the locker room, bathroom yeah. type area. She t- finally takes the baby, puts it, like, under, under the, the sink? sink, and we see that, uh, you know, the the guy and girl that he murdered earlier on the diving board, uh-huh. they're in a closet in yeah. there. And, uh, you know, so she sees those, she kind of freaks out, then she goes in the stall, jumps up on the stall, and is hiding in there. And so, Terry comes in through there, into the locker room, and he's looking for her, and like you said, you know, having fun with the the body count here, and he opens the closet door, and he's like, you guys still in there? Yeah. <laughs> yep, still there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, man. It's played for laughs. I, I liked it. I thought it was amusing. Yeah. And, um... So, yeah, we get this pool finale, and um, Todd shows up, and yeah. he has the gun. Yeah, he has the gun. So, Karen takes the gun from Todd and tries to shoot Terry, but the gun doesn't work. Yeah. It's either jammed or... When, at the, my question is, could this... Could that gun be the Trank? No, no, no. They show the Trank gun, and it's a big black gun. Okay. It just It was just... There's just two guns. I guess that's all there is So, yes. So, at this point, while this stuff's happening, Maddie finally decides that she's going to get out of the house and start exploring. Yeah. And she sees her dead boyfriend, and then she finds another gun. Okay. But it's the same gun, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a snub nose. It looks the exact same. She pulls it from where he had it. It's the same gun. It's the same gun. It's a mystery. I'm speechless. So... The gun doesn't work for Karen, and Terry and Todd have a fight, so Terry's going to blame the stuff on Todd again, like he, like, puts the machete in yep. his hand and wipes blood wipes on blood him, blood on him again. and Todd loses it, and he's like, no, not again. Not this time. Yeah. They both... They fight in the pool. Fight and dive into the pool. Uh, you know, then we see one of the brothers... Uh, Stays under the pool. Todd. The one, yeah, Todd. And Terry uh, comes out Terry the other side. Out. Karen pulls Todd yeah, out Karen from saves, the other side. Karen saves Todd from the pool. Which at that point, Maddie comes in. She walks in. With the new gun. Has the new gun, yep. And she just blows Terry away. Shoots him first, like, in the chest area. In the then eye. Then shoots him in the eye. Shoots him, like, three more times. Yeah, ruthless. Yep. It's her own kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her and Todd embrace... And she's saying things, like, and their relationship seemed, like, the one she may have had with Terry seemed kind of creepy, because, yeah. you know, she's like, oh, it's just gonna be me and you, mm-hmm. it's gonna be no one else, you know, mommy's here, yeah. and it's like, you're talking about a grown-ass man, like, this dude's supposed to be 21 at least, because yeah. he does say that they're legal. Old enough to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's all creepy, and then we get this twist ending, where she's like, she's like... It's going to be fine, Terry. And then he's like, no, I'm Todd. Mm-hmm. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. 
And then he just keeps repeating, I'm Todd, and he gets away from his mother, and he's just banging the wall, you know, with his body, yep. while his mother's, like, gone catatonic, yep. and it's just like, I'm Todd, I'm Todd, I'm Todd, and then she starts saying stuff like, uh, Todd, 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 and then she blows her brains yep. out! she loses it, shoots herself in the head, Karen, and... like, Karen pieces out of there, she gets that baby, and she's, she's like, like I'm done. Out of there... And we get a freeze frame on Todd to end the film. So, what do you think happens? What do you think of that ending, man? I like it. Like, it's messed up. Yeah. I I feel like they're going for something, like, more serious. And, like, oh, this is, like, a big serious drama thing. When, like, everything before is kind of played for laughs. Right. But I do think it works. You know, yeah. it is shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works well for the film. Like, I liked it, man. What do you think becomes of Todd? Do you think he gets arrested and he's just in the system forever? Probably. I mean, you would think that... There's nobody alive to all say these that murders he didn't do are just going to be blamed on him. Well, Karen's there. That's true. But he was institutionalized, and nobody can say that, you know, what's not to say that the whole family's crazy. And what's to say that, you know, we don't know... How good a person Karen is or isn't. All we know, if I was Karen, I'd be like, do I want to get caught up in this situation? Like, you got a new baby. That's true. She's like, she's a mom now. I mean, I don't think that's what happens. I, I think, think that I, baby. The baby is just hers. I know. I think the baby goes up for adoption <laughs> and I think the she baby. Steals it. You think she steals the baby? Yep. It's got no parents. No, but what is she gonna do with a baby? They're just she's like a college girl. She's just gonna run away. She's she gonna run wants, away with the baby. Yep. And Todd goes back to jail. Yep. Todd's done. He had his. That's he had a his downer. One, one night of freedom. One night of freedom wasn't even free. He was being hunted. No, that's true. <laughs> All right, man. So what do you? What do you? What are your final thoughts on this movie? Yeah, I like this movie. It's it's a good time. I think, uh, I I think I gave it like three stars on Letterbox. Like, it's I I quite enjoy it as a '80s slasher uh, curiosity. You know. Yeah, I I think um in that realm of a uh, slasher film, I I think it's above average. You know, for the yeah. that type of movie. It was um, a, it was a really I think fun discovery. Yeah, like, the concept is really good. It's a it's very good high concept um gimmick that mm-hmm. they got going on in this movie. And I think it's a lot of fun and it really works. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's a movie like, you know, I I could see watching once every year every couple of years and not like, you know, having as much fun every time I watch it. Right. Like, it's just a very entertaining movie. Yeah, it entertaining movie definitely carried by uh Mark Soper's excellent uh double performance. Yeah. Um, wonderful musical score and some really fun gore effects. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're gonna, you know, watch a Thanksgiving movie this year, you will not go wrong with Blood Rage. No, definitely get you in the mood for, um, eating some leftovers on the kitchen floor. Oh, yeah. Yum, yum. (laughs) All right, man. Well, that's it for us. Hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday. Yeah, enjoy the holidays, guys. Uh, Uh, enjoy if you, you know, some extra time off work if you get it. Enjoy being around the families. Uh, enjoy uh, shopping if you do that sort of thing. Yeah. Football if you go to the movies. Whatever. And, uh, you know, eat eat some turkey. Yeah, eat, eat a lot of food. Be safe. This has been a very special episode of Cinema Parlor. Yeah. Good night. All right. See you guys.